Hi everyone. I'm sitting here in the Elder Wing of Australian Art with Senior Ghana Man Mickey O'Brien and we're in conversation around the Ghana Shield, the Mullabaka, a new acquisition to the Art Gallery of South Australia. Let me tell you, Nikki. Uh, I'd like to start with uh, obviously uh, doing a welcome to country. Uh, so, Twila Manibudni, Twila Wakanapadni. Ah. So, Nai Berka Mankalankla, Madawachunga Ganamina. Mina na mani putiji nai nari kamat bi maricha nai wanga di mani budni gani yata nai di yata tendendanga agsa cool. So um, it's wonderful to call upon the spirit people of our ancestors and uh, to come and put good blessings upon us today and to send away that sadness that sometimes lingers. But as a, an ambassador of the Ghana people, it's wonderful to not only uh, say hello, but to uh, welcome people that come to uh, this place, being the place of the big red kangaroo dreaming, uh, and also uh, the art gallery. And uh, it is wonderful uh, to sit here, uh, not only with Nikki, but also uh, with the uh, Malabaka um, Shield, um, which was uh, an important um, part uh, of our culture um, that is now being uh, brought back to its home. So, so uh, and Nakada, uh, and we never say uh, goodbye. We've always welcomed people, um, and uh, we always, uh, as the Shield has done, uh, uh, we see you later. So. Um, it's wonderful to be here, and, uh, and I hope uh, uh, today is a wonderful conversation between us uh, and the Mulbaka uh, Shield. Nitya. Thanks, Nikki. Um, so my name is Nikki Cumpston, and I'm the curator of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander art here at the Art Gallery of South Australia. And my family are Barkindji people from the Barker, our Darling River. And we also have shields. And it's something that I'm really passionate about collecting. And one of the um, things that we've been doing over the past few years is collecting contemporary objects carved by carvers from right across the continent. And how wonderful that we now have this Mulabaka from Tarandanyanga. It's just such an honour for us to be able to, to share this with the public and to pay our respect to the Ghana people and acknowledge your ongoing connection and your ongoing responsibility for this wonderful land, the Adelaide Plains. I think um, one of the things that I've, I've thought about and, and that is what is a shield? It protects culture and its placement here today does just that. I think I think one of the things that, that would be really interesting to hear from you, Uncle Mickey, is what does it mean to you to have a Mulabaka here at the Art Gallery of South Australia on Ghana land? Nikki. Well, firstly, I think it uh, largely uh, represents uh, identity. Um, you know, the shield itself is not only... Uh, is a symbol of our people because um, it is like the coat of arms, you know, it has uh, the design, the colours that represents and signifies and separates us from other groups of 
of nations uh, that uh, also have shields and so it really is a, a symbol uh, representing our people. I think it's also a symbol of obviously representing our our craft in, in making those shields and as you just said earlier it is something that symbolises protection but protection isn't always in the physical protection is really in the sense uh, a whole holistic thing, it's about protecting the culture, uh, it's not only protecting the animals and uh, it's also protecting uh, our people and, and uh, though we weren't really regarded as uh, warriors, it, it sort of was more about protecting uh, against uh, uh, the animals that sometimes that we hunted. But I think also one of the other things that we we don't recognise is that it's also um, a doing item. It was a, an item that not only um, gave us the opportunity to do things like target practice, it also was a tool for digging uh, larger holes. It was also a tool uh, that was to, to be a plate or to carry items as well uh, when you're out in the bush and, and you're needing uh, to bring uh, foods and things like that and to share them. And so when you look at those things, I think uh, really says uh, a lot of about what goes in the shield but as I've uh, also uh, recognised that the shield comes from a tree and a tree itself uh, has that knowledge and wisdom of the land uh, because it is connected to the oldest uh, living thing in the world and and so when you take the, the bark off that uh, tree, uh, you're leaving what is the image of that uh, shield in the tree, which becomes uh, a sacred tree. It signifies uh, they, uh, that the person has selected that tree carefully. The person has spent time and energy removing that bark to not kill the tree. Um, and so therefore uh, that shield itself when being removed from the tree has now that uh, knowledge and wisdom of that tree but also the land and so people uh, would regard that shield as an important item um, but also a valued item uh, because it wasn't something uh, that you did uh, uh, every day um, and so it took a lot of time and energy uh, to create it and so uh, you wanted it to be something that would last forever and and as we've seen, this uh, shield here is, um, well, at this stage is ageless, but um, but is very important to, to see it here, uh, particularly at the art gallery. Thank you. And and that's such an important part of of being able to to collect and you know to to actually make make the mullabarka is about acknowledging and and realising you know what or understanding how. How to be able to take that wood without, without damaging the tree itself. And like you say, those beautiful scar trees, we see them all over country. Once you, once you get your eye in and you, you realize what it is that you're looking at, I'm just amazed at how many I see and, and all along the major roadways. So obviously, you know, Western, the way that, that, that the, Colonizers came in, and the paths that they forged for the roads and the and the, the different trails that they used are all along the the walkways of the Ghana people and of Aboriginal people across this country, because you can see the evidence of Aboriginal people throughout our country through looking and seeing these beautiful scar trees. I mean, that's just one way, um, but I find that 
really fascinating and is something that I explore in my own photographic practice as well. But just thinking about where the, where the shield is placed in an art gallery and alongside of works of art that depict Aboriginal people. So paintings by early colonial artists that, that have, you know, painted scenes. There, here we have on this wall, for example, the painting by Alexander Schramm from 1854, which was painted here in Adelaide, and it's called An Aboriginal Encampment Near the Adelaide Foothills. When I look at this painting, one of the first things I think about is, I wonder if this is really how Ghana people would have been living. And, and I, and I also, I wonder about the context of, of this alongside of the shield and just wondered if you wouldn't mind just sharing some of your thoughts about that. Thank you, Nikki. Uh, I mean, uh Looking at that painting, I, I do believe that it is a depiction of, of how our people lived. It's a, it's a small community. Uh, there's groups that are, are spread, and I would suggest are probably families. And you can see their animals, and you can see their different campfires, but also you can see the children playing, and you can see uh, many of the uh, older people uh, in circles and talking. And, and, I, and I think... Um, it is uh, how our people lived in community and because our people uh, shared and uh, and I think we can see a lot of that sharing going on and because you had to, you know, no one person holds all that knowledge and wisdom, it's, it's shared and so people had different roles, um, whether it be looking after the animals or looking after the land or, or protecting the knowledge and the wisdom and so stories were told, um, people would uh, uh, obviously uh, set out and collect uh, food, uh, whether they be from plants or, or the animals and that would be brought back and shared and but also too people would sit down there and make their items whether it be you know making their shield making their spears or making their baskets and all of these things uh, uh, were being shared because uh, those uh, knowledges uh, had to continue and to continue it like we are today as the oldest continuous culture is you have to practice those things and and that's what sort of brings me back to this shield is that you know, sadly, many of our shields were lost, uh, largely because uh, the Ghana people were affected by uh, the colonisation as as the first people um, being impacted, and um, and so a lot of our culture was um, removed and destroyed. And, and we know there's um, uh, evidence of this uh, because there's one story, and uh, and somebody's done a uh, I think a, a lithograph of it where the uh, shields were all taken from the Aboriginal people and put in a large pile and the the colonised authorities ran over those shields to break them and to destroy them because they saw that it was a symbol of of our people, the Ghana people and Aboriginal people as a whole and so they took away um, in a sense uh, a part of our culture so to have a shield survive this amount of time but to be brought back gives us that ability to reclaim uh, not only our identity but reclaim some of those practices of and the art of making shields so we can see the the way that people did them, whether it be uh, not only the shape, uh, but also the designs, whether it be painted or whether it be inscribed. Um, and uh, so we can sort of have that opportunity to study and, and to, to really, in a sense, um, ensure 
that the next generations also have that opportunity so that when we um, make shields uh, of the future, we don't have to stick them on walls uh, because they're a part of our own uh, living rooms and uh, everyday life. So um, I think it's really important to see these images um, because uh, it enables us uh, to remind ourselves of, of the past. You know, when we understand culture, there's a, a number of, I suppose, key words that come to mind. And my father talks about Yarra, Yarra being reciprocity, mutual benefit, about this aspect of uh, difference as well. Um, but also uh, we talk about mukamuka muka being the brain, being two halves, being this two-ness. Our people believed in two-ness, uh, about needs, not about wants. But when we educated, we understood um, those values of observation, um, listening, um, but also doing. And so I suppose to contextualise that, I'll, I'll read um, some thoughts uh, of myself um, when I look at uh, the culture, look at the shield, and look at these beautiful artworks. So come and see come here, come sit or come walk and learn and connect with the Ghana language of its wisdom and its knowledge with the people of this land. We need to witness cultural loss but the cultural survival and the cultural change and the cultural strength that we have. We are people that live in harmony and we're wanting to be inclusive in a new world, a world that has many cultures. Is it possible, should it be asked, assimilation, can it be truthful or can it be achieved? We ask the language of the local people. Do we not learn the people's tongue of the land that we stand upon? When you had us at hello, did you not know this was our home? We only asked of two things. Love, not the love of honey, but that deeper sense of love, the love of people and country. A home is not just a shelter, but a place where everything around you is your family. The land itself owns us, not us own it. We say that our face tells you where you've been, but our heart tells you where we must go. The wisdom on our face and in our Mookers being the brain allows us to collect the information but it is that sense in our heart that takes us to those places and to do those of the right things. The scars may not be visible, the smile may be seen, the work may not be done and the children may be lost. But we are the oldest continuous people. Our evidence is in the living world. It's laws. We can learn from something that has these continuous ways, old ways and new ways. It's ever-changing ways. It has no end and no beginning. Greater learning comes from listening ears, inquiring ears, observation eyes, seeing ways, imitating hands becomes the doing. If you can't see me or know our past, then you can't see yourself and you don't know what you have done. 
We don't blame. We invite you in. We want to share. You took it all. We ask of reciprocity, but we were silenced. Did you need it or did you want it? Are we tolerant or are we peaceful? And we were patient. We let you know what you have done. When you stop telling us what to do, we can enable ourselves to share with you. Ownership comes in responsibility to know the difference of cultures. It brings us together and should never divide us from each other. Our people believe that we are all brothers and sisters and that we walk this land together in harmony. And so let us reconcile our differences and come together as one. Nakada, Nichaya.